Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 206 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. And I, we're on some kind of roll here that, you know, even when we could get together, I think we've had less social distancing from the three of us, at least in podcast <laughs> format, than we did when we were able to, you know, roam around freely and uh, and meet in person. It's episode 10 in our whole life of social distancing, and it's week four of the written words of Paul to the Colossians of old and the Orlandonians. That's us of 2020 in this current series. This was almost starting to feel normal until I was at the church last week and I walked into the office and down the hall, I saw our little studio there where we used to gather and record each week. And, you know, then it didn't seem quite so much as the norm, but I am grateful for the technology. We can go back and... Maybe we can make that make maybe move our chairs further apart. apart. We could sit all six further apart. I know. Tom sent me a text message. He's yeah, he's the one that usually does the audio for us there, and he's like, "Man, I've really been missing hanging out with you guys and and recording each week." And I said, "Well, you know, sooner or later we'll we'll get back to it." So, but I am grateful for the technology and a home studio and the equipment that make all this possible. And um, it's good to at least be with you. So real quick before I get started, we wanted to just send you an update on that second podcast we announced last week. Speaking of grace, that is going to launch, absolutely going to launch this coming Tuesday, May the 19th, sometime in the evening, probably around 8 p.m. And since last week, we've completed the artwork, the music, voiceovers. We even have a website landing page that's going to make it super easy to find everything you need for this show, that show, past episodes, a player right there, because we've noticed that an unbelievable amount of listeners to this show listen on their desktop computer. And a lot of you use Firefox, so good for you for taking your security online seriously. So don't forget to check that out next week. All right. As predicted at the end of last week's podcast, I really did enjoy this past week's message, freedom from rules. So it was just it was just a passport for fun and games and doing whatever you wanted. That's kind of what I took away from the message. Was I off on that, Andy, by any bit? Or? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> oh, 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 a little just bit. A smidgen. <laughs> just a smidgen. Well, as long as it's just a smidgen, I'm probably okay. But I'm going to have to admit, there's always a part of me during messages of this nature that like to go back to the old ideas of rules and performance and making God my co-navigator rather than offering him the captain's chair and just letting him take charge. And for the life of me, I, I've, I've thought about it. I've been running it over my head. I just don't understand why we do that. I despise that never-ending cycle of self-loathing and falling short so much. I was intentional for over a decade about removing myself from that life and from church and from people who I saw living life that way. <laughs> what is it really? I mean, what is it deep down at the root of all that we are that can make something that is so undesirable? It's exhausting. It's unfulfilling. Something we know it's not even what God wants for us, but that still has such a pull. What makes us continually, even if it's in little pieces, what makes us go back to it? I think it's just pride, but I'll let Jeff answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, pride, Jeff. What say you? I, I, well, I, I think I think it is it is a situation where all of us want uh, our again our own way. We want to we want to know how much we can do, and uh, and hmm. sometimes whenever we hear those limits or whenever we hear those rules, we all of a sudden we even if they 
even if we had never known that they were that they even existed, as soon as we hear them, we figure out the fact that, oh, I don't have as much freedom as I thought I did. And then we want to exercise what we want to do. Oh, man. That sounds so on point. I, th- I believe you've touched on something there. Andy, you said at some point of desperation or exhaustion, the God who loves us and is running hard after us catches up and reveals himself and who he is and what he's done for us in Jesus Christ, and we choose to believe. That's what it means to have faith. We simply choose to believe and we step from the death-dealing world of the self at the apex and we redirect appropriate love and belief, and God sits at the apex. That sounds great. Do we have to be at the? <laughs> I know, but do we have to be at the apex to experience that relief, or is there some respite along the way as we kind of go on this journey? Um, I, th- I think that it, it, there's always there's every everybody. I uh, just this sounds sort of anyway. Everybody worships, <laughs> um, and it just it's just a matter of what you worship. Hmm. What do you what do you put as as first in your life? Uh, what's the thing you give adoration and um, authority? And as long, I think as long as God is not that that thing which we choose to worship, we have misdirected worship. Then there, there'll be there'll be moments of respite and there'll be good days. But I think we we basically are out of kilter until we recognize that that God is who He says He is, and and He is. We submit and yield and succumb and whatever other words you want to throw in there to his his being the one on top yeah no one said and god certainly didn't say that i mean practically speaking no matter when we find that apex or when we start to realize this and start to make changes there's always going to be some of that in the journey that's just part of it right i mean we can't just say that once you find this this is never going to you know you're never gonna (laughs) you're never gonna have issues again that's just not that's just not fact. Well, well, Paul certainly, Paul certainly didn't feel that way because I mean, we're reading, we're looking at Colossians right now. But if you look at Romans seven, where Paul is a believer, uh, he's already been knocked off his horse and on the road to Damascus, and he's become a follower of Christ. And he's like, you know, the things I want to do, and I really think are the right things to do. That's the things I end up not doing, and the things <laughs> I don't want to do are the ones I end up doing. And I'm a mess. And who's going to deliver me? And what he does is he does exactly what he's telling the Colossians here to do. He goes back and says, just as the, just in the same way in which you came to Christ, you need to walk with Christ. And that is simply you choose to believe him. It's like, okay, yeah, okay, I'm I, I here I am. I'm 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 not, I'm I'm messing up, but I'm gonna believe that, that God's grace is sufficient for me. I'm gonna believe that he's the one who saves and rescues me. I'm gonna continue to believe who he is, and and you keep on going. And and that's that's a journey yeah. throughout life until glorification. I mean, it's it's not a it's not a once and done. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I think as you look at Paul, you know, you don't ever think about reading the scriptures and listening to Paul, especially, and and thinking about mental health. You you usually are reading this with the idea of. What do I have to do and what do I don't have to do? But Paul chooses, and by the way, good good message this week, Andy. Paul chooses a commandment that you can't do. He chooses coveting. Right. It's it, <laughs> you know it's 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 interesting because that's the very commandment that and he uses that as an example 
of saying the apex, when you say apex, when you think about what we are to do, it is believe in Jesus Christ. That's yep. what we are to do. And other than that, there's, you know, he's saying the rest of that, he says, that's why coveting, he says, I, he says, uh, the, all of a sudden I realized from the law that I could actually be coveting. I wouldn't have known that part, he said, but it's, <laughs> but, but the law helped me to understand it. Yeah. And all these desires. Um, yeah. We start to realize that what goes on in our heart is not going to be really controlled by any laws, you know, or any rules. Yeah. I, I love it. I really loved I loved the sermon. It was good. Well, there was so much in Colossians when you start in this in chapter two, and as you go through this and you read the different verses, and we went over a lot of them this week in the message. And I, like Jeff, would encourage you definitely don't miss this message. It was really, really good, and it it wasn't long. Sometimes these messages we try to overanalyze things, and we try to you know put the argument in for you know for why the rules don't apply or and how they don't apply and, and why Jesus is enough. And this can a lot of times these can be really long messages. This was short and succinct, and it was really, from beginning to end, it was just very logical, and it was something that didn't get caught up in a lot of the in a lot of the periphery that sometimes drags a message like this down. So I agree, this was really, really good. And well, first of all, before you go any further, if yeah. you like good bluegrass music too, well, oh you got to you got to listen to the music ahead of it and listen to the whole service. It was a nice package. Yeah. Oh yeah. But if you're someone that struggles with how do I behave or how do I get this right? Or how do I do this? This is a really good, good bit of information because we really need to start settling into the idea that God does not sit there and check off the behaviors we're doing or not doing. We really need to look at that. Absolutely. The fact that, no matter what we're doing, we have a father who cares infinitely about each of his kids and is relentlessly yeah. pursuing them. Yeah. It's just a different mindset than somehow we often get in our head. The devil's done a great job of turning God into an ogre. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and to follow up with what Jeff just said, I was on set for, oh goodness, I don't know how long we were there, 10 or 12 hours uh, last week when we filmed the bluegrass and we did all that. And it was well worth every minute of it. And you know it's good music when you've been there the whole time and you've heard the – there's a music video at the end. So stay tuned after the end because there's a really good music video. And when you've heard that song about 87 times while you're filming a thousand different angles and you still like it <laughs> and you still yeah. like it at the end of the day, you know it's pretty good. So definitely don't miss it. Even if you're not a fan of bluegrass, if you dislike – it has a very live feel because we did record it there live. It was really, really awesome, something you will definitely want to check out. (laughs) But in Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7, it says, So then, or in light of your firm faith in Christ, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted up and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Now, I like and I love the continue to live in Him, rooted up and built in Him, and overflowing with thankfulness parts, but... The strengthened in the faith as you were taught seems a bit daunting to me personally. I, I'm not always or maybe even rarely prepared to strengthen my faith as I should. How do we teach or how should we teach in this instance that our faith can truly be strengthened? Because everyone wants to be overflowing with thankfulness, right? I mean, that's as a Christian, that's what we want. How, how do we come about this 
and look at this situation and say, I want to strengthen my faith, what teachings do we fall back on to that really give us confidence that we should be growing each and every day and that we have a tool to do that? Well, I think I think we're a little hard on ourselves, for starters. Um, <laughs> what? Paul wants us to grow in the faith in the same way we started in our walk of faith. Okay. That's how we're supposed to grow in the same way we began. And that's really just coming to the part where we say we choose to believe. I, I believe. That's, that's what it means to have faith. Faith gets this really mystical, um, I don't know, otherworldliness kind of aura around it sometimes. And faith and imagination are very, very similar. Um, okay. When, when you know kids have this wonderful spiritual experience, and they're and they're growing up times, it's interesting. Almost everybody can, they can remember can go back to some kind of some kind of spiritual experience in memory, and it's really oftentimes con- very much connected with imagination. And so, I think we can choose in our imaginations to think about God one way, or we can choose in our imaginations to think about God a different way. If we're using our the gift of imagination, and to imagine a father who absolutely adores his kids and only wants the best for them, and when they run, he relentlessly chases them because he wants them to be safe and happy. That hmm. getting that in our imaginations and, and and imagining about that and conjuring up thoughts about that are really ways in which we can strengthen the way we began our faith to, to choose to believe this good thing about God. But, but why does yeah, it, I, but why does it all that seem to make sense at the beginning when we get, is it just because we get more jaded the further we go? Well, I, I, that's a good question. I think what we have to pay attention to is what Paul, and, and I agree with Andy from the standpoint of you are, you are going back, but you're not going back to get stuck in what you were. Mm-mm. You're going right, back right. to remember how you grew and how you initially grew and how you started to grow. So I think the the action in that statement is, you know, as you were taught, yes, that does sound like past tense, but as you were taught was only to remember how you grew back then. It's the same thing now, continue your growth. And I think that's the piece that we've sometimes, Paul didn't say, let's get stuck back as we were taught. He's saying, (laughs) let's grow as we were taught. And and I think that's the action piece. So no, I don't think that it's it's trying to move backwards or even trying to get stuck in the past. Hmm. But you said, Randy, that you, you know you you're concerned that, you know, that does it does it get harder over time? Maybe that kind of thing. And and really, <laughs> I don't want to come down hard on us, but I will anyway a little bit. <laughs> you know, any any kind of organizational life can get more complex. Sure. Whether it's an organization of a business or a civic organization or a church, and so I think I think there is a tendency as things become more organized around our spirituality and we become part of a spiritual organization. Uh, then you have different people's opinions and influencing, and you're thinking about things in different ways, and it's possible to wander from that simplicity of saying, I choose to believe God, he's got this. I like that. And we get, we get caught up in a bunch of other things. Yeah. Well, and speaking of getting caught, caught up in other things, we continue in verse 8 where it says, 
See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human traditions and the basic principles of this world rather than Christ. And when I was growing up, I always listened to this and I felt like it was aimed at maybe other denominations that didn't believe as Adventists do or even as each other did, and that they needed the truth. This is dangerous thinking, though, because it then absolves us personally, regardless of how we believe or what denomination we might belong to, that this is someone else's problem, but it isn't. This is us. This is individually we need to do that growing and then help each other do the growth, right? Right. I think it's it's really important to, to sort of separate those out, that they're really just two basic philosophies. There's the, the basic principles of this world and the principles of Christ. Mm. And and we can, we can revert back to one, and that's going to be problematic. We continue to move toward Christ. Um, let his principles rule in our lives. Well, I like it because it should keep us from living in fear, right? If we just decide that which were those principles, like you said, that we're actually going to use and what we're going to follow. Mm-hmm. Jeff, did you have something? Well, I, you know, it's, and we always put this off as, you know, uh, somebody else. <laughs> but it's <laughs> like you said. Yeah, yeah. You know, this isn't something I have to listen to, but it, it actually is, and it's not just the world. It's 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 me. It's it's my own way of doing things. I want it to be done my way, and letting it go, and and allowing the relentless one who continues to seek me every day to give it over to him. That that's the that's the chore. And as soon as I say, it's you know, it's not me. This is for somebody else. That's that's the beginning of that deflection. <laughs> and to me, that's almost as easy as just not believing enough or having that faith or, like you said, going back to the beginning and just saying, I'm just going to choose to believe no matter what, that God is on my side, that he's got my best in mind, and it's all going to work together for his glory. But it's so easy in this case also to just walk in and say, no, that's that's not that's totally not for me. That's, that's for somebody <laughs> else. And I, when I read that, I can picture sitting like, the first time I can remember hearing this and actually hearing people say, well, you know, that's for, you know, this group or this denomination or, you know, that's not us because we have the truth. We already know this. So this is just like, I don't know why we're preaching about this. This is nothing important. And, you know, I think the other thing is, is we can – we tend to begin to put confidence in rules because we think that rules will make a difference. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I talked in the sermon about the fact that, that the really the downfall of the rules is they have no power whatsoever to, to change our messed up lives, you know. We, Nor we, does we, the we, correction we, of our behavior. Right, right. Yeah. You know, there certainly certainly there are there are bad habits that can be overcome and things that are wrong yeah. that we can stop doing, all that that's true. But the freedom that we truly seek cannot be accomplished in our lives by rule following. It's not possible. Right. And so if we make them all this, all this and then then some is this big important thing. And yet, I mean, even God's ten commandments can't fix us. So Right. Well, and I think they're all intertwined in the fact that when you take each one of these pieces, they kind of all work together. These are all things that are so easy to ignore or so easy to put off and say, this isn't for me or, you know, this is, I can't do this. I can't keep this. I can't possibly make all this happen. And it's easy to just kind of throw up your hands and and walk away or go so far to the other side where you... At some point, somewhere in a far distant corner of the Internet, I heard a great cry 
on Saturday when this when you read this following verse, Andy. You said, therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon or Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. And it, I mean, this has always been kind of a battle. <laughs> this has always been kind of a battleground in drawing the lines in the sand and, you know, grace versus works camps. I mean, if we can't use judgments and measuring sticks, especially in the light of these kind of religious things that we're talking about, how do we know we're going and growing in the right direction? Or are we just hanging out in downtown Laodicea? I mean, you know, we got to be careful, Andy. Well, we'll talk a little bit about that this next week. Um, you know, because the title of this next week's sermon sort of gives that away. It's, it says, uh, how does a, a free new lifer live? Question mark. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there, there are aspirations to live well and live God honoring well. It's better for us. It's better for the world. It's better for everything. Yeah. Um, the problem is when we get salvific about how we live, mm. the, the way I live becomes the place I put my hope versus the way Christ lived becomes my hope. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I do think that, that, and that's, by the way, that is the big criticism of the church, right? Is we, mm -hmm. is we're the ones that are probably looking at behaviors more than anyone else. And, um, <laughs> and yet I think as we think about this, there is a side to all of this that is about our, our motives and how and why we're doing certain things you know, one of the things that strikes me so interestingly is that a lot of times we get on other people's behaviors because we think we're honoring God by calling them by out. By calling them out, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and, and I think that, and again, that's where, where Paul is talking so, so strongly about the fact is these laws, these things that we try to uphold – you know, we probably need, and he's not saying this specifically, but I think if we read between the lines on this, he's asking us to say, what is in your heart, even when you follow the rules, you know, or what is in your heart when you're, you're, you're calling somebody out? Yeah. Because a lot of times we justify it by saying we're doing it for God, but in actuality, we're doing it as a selfish, prideful, um, maybe even maneuver to make us look a little bit higher than we think we are. <laughs> That's not uh, too hard to do, right? <laughs> For myself <laughs> to think I'm a little bit better than I might be yeah. or that I am. But, yeah, you know, one of the favorite things you said, Andy, is we, we kind of get close to wrapping up here because I know we're we're going a little bit longer than normal. But this is such an important topic when we get to any time we're talking about rules and works and grace. And um, one of my favorite things that you said, and this is a worthy of a note taped to wherever you can see this daily. And he said, it seems way too easy. Too many Christians would prefer rules. If you like the idea of rules, let me ask this. What do you think the rules can do that Christ hasn't already done? And for me, when the cross isn't enough, I always begin to worry a little bit. Because as straightforward mm. as that declaration is, there'll be someone who can agree in theory and, and maybe in their heart. But in practice, that requires so much more faith to put into practice if you're not you know, you're not used to this. You're not sure of this journey. You're not sure how this is going to be done for you. I mean, it's not like you're just going to open the door, walk through and shut it on the other side and go, well, that's that. I'm done. 
So how can we help someone that struggles with even just putting the first foot forward to say, this is something that's important. I get it. I resonate with it. I see what you're saying. And finally, for whatever reason, this has clicked and I don't want to go back to the other. I know, you know, there'll be setbacks along the way, but moving forward, I want to put my best foot forward and I want to really put my trust in God that he's just, he's got my back. He's got everything that's good for me in the future. The best is yet to come. What can we tell someone or any resources that we can recommend, maybe a book or whatever that we can help someone just get off on the right foot? I think the first thing that you, we can do for ourselves is lay a track down in our brains that says, when, when I'm, when I start thinking about the rules, okay. When I start thinking about the rules, remember what they're for. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Remember what the rules are for the rules this is the, 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 the big 10. Okay. This is like straight from the hand of God. Those big 10 are simply to, to show us where we screw up. So it will drive us to follow Christ. They're our schoolmaster to take us to the true teacher who wants to, to do something for us and give us his grace. So that we're, we're going to go back to rules. Our, our minds are going to revert to rules. We are rule keeping people. You know, it all makes sense. Yeah, but when we get, when that, when that starts happening, make sure when you start thinking about any kind of prideful keeping of the rules to prove something to anybody. Nope, the rules are there. If you study the rules carefully, if you if you do an in depth analysis of the Ten Commandments, you recognize there's not one of those boogers that you can you know check off your list. Um, <laughs> you, they, if you start mining down, you're guilty, and it's just okay. Jesus needs your mercy and your grace because I don't measure up. Yeah. And if they're a transcript of God's character, we talk about the law being a transcript of God's character. Well, the character of the infinite God is not something you're going to measure up to. <laughs> you 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 need something no. beyond you. So I think that's a really the important thing is to keep in mind why the rules are there to help you turn toward Christ, not towards your satisfaction in keeping rules. I like that. If you didn't get all that, just go and press like that, my, that rewind 15 or 30 seconds a couple <laughs> times. Go back and, you know, that that's – no, it, it's really good though because those are the kinds of things that sometimes seem so simple. But when you're in the midst of it and you're just shoveling as fast as you can and the water keeps coming, you, you know – just the simple things that you can go back on and remember, it's not always going to be great. I'm still going to revert, but just moving forward, I want to start putting that, that good foot forward every single time. So that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. This week, one of our whole life takeaways asked, how do you feel about rules and law not being able to fix us? Now, again, this can be a touchy subject and whether you agree or disagree with rules and the law's ability, inability to fix us, I'd still love to hear how your life has changed for the better because of your views and how you work this out with you and God. So, of course, you can remain anonymous if you'd like by sending a voicemail or text 407-965-1607. Your number is not associated with any contact list, so I won't know who you are and I won't go looking. It doesn't really matter. I just would love to hear from you. Or you can send it an email to podcast at wholelife.church. All right. And as promised, I'm going to give you a brief report on how my praying for someone went last week. I chose a person. Oh, yeah. I chose a person, and admittedly, I am not proud of this fact, but it's someone I have struggled with and about for a long time. This person that Jeff talked about last week, maybe someone we may not want to be necessarily in heaven with. This person (laughs) – 
Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> this person comes pretty close, okay? Uh, it really isn't. I mean, that's not really true of this person, but kind of. You know what I mean? It's just – anyway. Mm-hmm. My prayers were sporadic and short and as heartfelt as I could possibly muster. It was way more difficult than even I thought, and you'll recall I thought it was going to be pretty difficult. It did, however, strengthen my resolve that the forgiveness that I did give a long time ago to this person, for me mainly, it was the right thing to do and that I really do at the bottom of my heart. I have realized that I truly hope their life will intersect with God at some point, and that was my simple prayer because I didn't know what else to pray for. So either way, just to say I hope your prayers last week were a success as well because if that was all that came out of it, it did make me feel pretty good about just making that attempt and doing something uncomfortable for God. So I hope yours went cool. well as well. So good. Our final thoughts are from Andy's message in the closing. He said, we don't need anything, any behavior, any performance, any new theology, any secret handshakes, just Jesus. He is the vine and we are the branches. We can let our roots grow down into him and draw up nourishment from him. So we will grow in faith, strong and vigorous in the truth we were taught, and our lives can overflow with thanksgiving for all he has done. And that is to live in freedom. Man, that sounds good, Andy. How long did it take? How long did it take you to write that one? Oh wow! <laughs> did you, I, you know, because it's like all those. It just it flowed so well, and I've I read that like eight times now. And I had a bunch of stuff all highlighted for possibilities of things I wanted to highlight, but that was just really good because it's just the closing sentence, and that is to live in freedom and with Thanksgiving. Oh my goodness, that sounds like great, great, great way to live. <laughs> All right. So we already said this next week is called, is, is this the last one or do we have one more after this? No, there's more. No, there's more. It goes on and on. No, there's more. It seems like a short book, but it's really pretty long with your priest. I was going to say, there's um, only four <laughs> chapters. How much more could there be? <laughs> this is chapter three, verses one through 17. Okay. How does a free new lifer live? Hmm. How does a free new lifer live? Well, I don't know. How does a free new lifer live? It's been a, it's been, it's been a long time. Tune in this week and you'll find out. <laughs> and you'll find out. All right. Well, don't forget this coming Tuesday. You're going to be listening to this on Wednesday or later. And so that would be Wednesday the 13th of May or later. May the 19th, we will have the message podcast. So now, I mean, right now, maybe it's not quite as imperative because we're not cro- probably quite as busy as we normally are without all the COVID and staying home and all this stuff. But if you miss the message, you'll now be able to catch it just like you do our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll find it. And within the probably next week or maybe two, you'll be able to find it right on our website. So don't forget to check that out. So join us next Tuesday and Wednesday. And remember to wash your hands. Keep socially distancing in spite of some restrictions being lifted here in Florida. Just stay safe. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great week. <laughs>